Welcome to the Hey OK Ha Happy Hour. Today's episode is brought to us by Baba G DIY Edible Kits. Do you like candy? Do you like cannabis? Do you like the two combined ever so lovely? Well, they got a solution for you. These cheeky monkeys at Portland at in Portland, Oregon have devised a candy mold with a very delicious candy mixer that will provide a great base uh, for any other ingredients you may have, uh, particularly well with hash oil, THC oil as it's called. Uh, make sure it's legal in your state. Make sure you have a medical card if it's medical in your state. Um, a little a little FYI for you here. Uh, I'm going to sneak this in the ad read, uh, but I got a, a link uh, from a buddy out of South Dakota. Uh, THC oil is not legal in South Dakota at all. In fact, felony cases, felony drug cases in South Dakota have skyrocketed in recent years because it's the only damn state in the union that makes the mere ingestion of a controlled substance a felony. Well, not all controlled substances, mind you, but one of them that is classified as such is THC oil. So these cartridges you see, these kids smoking out of their vape pens, um, there's a college called South Dakota State University in Brookings. And the police in that county have been writing up felonies left and right to uh, 18 to 25-year-olds, um, ruining their lives for having a fucking vape pen. Fuck that. Jesus Christ. A felony. First of all, the ingestion the mere ingestion of any substance, you're going to make that a f- fuck you. How about that? Fuck you. A felony for a fucking vape pen. Shit you see every... And these kids are naive. They, they think, well, it's a fucking vape pen. Who, give, who gives a shit, right? It's legal everywhere else. They get popped and then they, then they start crying because they know they're going to get a really serious misdemeanor, right? But then they figure out some cocksucker inserted some shit in law that it's a felony. Not for selling it, not for having it in mass quantities, not even for possessing it, but for ingesting it. That's OregonBaba.com. If you want yourself a candy kit and you're not in South Dakota, again, go to OregonBaba.com. And if you live in South Dakota, there's less than a million of you. Why don't you mobilize and end this fucking madness? Do you realize a felony, it ruins your... Anyway, uh... Keep selling, Matt. Keep selling. Uh, OregonBaba.com. On to the podcast. Hey, it's a Hey OK Happy Hour. I'm your host, M.P. Snyder. Holy shit. Another decade just passed. What the hell happened? Happy 2020, y'all. You all use guys. You guys, ladies and gentlemen, whatever plural second person you, you, you prefer, happy 2020, guys. How are you guys doing? These motherfuckers. I, I couldn't, I, you know, I couldn't even get through the damn ad read. This, this fucking friend of mine sends me a link. By the way, he said, I read the link as I land flying back from Sioux Falls, South Dakota with a vape pen that I went through Sioux Falls uh, airport security with. My bag was searched by a particularly uh, morose-looking older lady. Um, 
didn't really I had a bunch of uh, like chargers and adapters and you know just a mess in my laptop bag and the vape pen was in there with a cartridge and I was you know I was a little nervous but I hadn't but if I didn't know that this was a fucking felony holy shit no way I would have traveled with it I th- what a dumbass I am by the way don't don't be like me guys do not do not travel with a, a damn vape pen without looking at it's like i might as well had a should have had a, a pistol an unregistered firearm literally they're both felonies right yeah don't be like me don't be a dumbass um definitely in south dakota do not do not do not have vape pens particularly if you live in brookings county now i'm going to try to read this news article to you without uh screaming and ranting but i'll, I'll tell you it's it's quite infuriating when you stop and consider what a felony conviction implies, um, especially to a young person, um, forget the jail prison time, which is enough of a punishment. It, you no longer have, it, it, it greatly takes away your opportunities in higher education, it greatly uh, takes away your ability to have a high paying job, your, uh, your job prospects. Um, so listen, and remember, we're talking about vape pens. We're talking about fucking vape pens, okay? And not selling it, not possessing it in large quantities. People getting pulled over for speeding, having a vape cartridge in their center council are going to prison as felons. And it's happening frequently enough that it's making the news. And the morons who write these news stories... Um, don't deserve the $25,000 they make a year. This is grade A incompetence. This is grade A evil malevolence on the part of law enforcement, in particular this state attorney, this this, uh, Brookings County state attorney. His name is Dan Nelson, I believe. This is, to, to get away with this level of of, of what's the word injustice doesn't even seem strong enough to get you, you need a combination of malevolence on the part of the prosecuting the prosecutor's office and you need you need really you really need I guess a brain dead citizenry I don't know what the hell is going on in South Dakota guys but there's less than a million of you you need to mobilize and, and change this shit the idea that THC oil poses a threat to anybody is fucking retarded it's in fact, it's a very benevolent substance that, that helps with a whole host of ailments, mental, spiritual, and physical. The idea that it's more dangerous than a felony is preposterous. How many families are being destroyed by this shit? But anyway, let's, let's, let's listen to this. Let's listen to this little story here from Kelloland. Hmm, what's the, the preview of Kelloland? Felony convictions are on the rise in Brookings County. I'm going to do the voice in exactly the kind of voice these morons, these fucking morons. The county will see its highest number of felony convictions this year, ever. Kelloland Sarah McDonald explains what is one of the driving forces behind this increase. Yeah, please explain it to us, Sarah McDonald. All right, so she says, I spoke with the Brookings County State's attorney who tells me THC oil is one of the reasons behind more felony convictions. 
don't you tell us? I'm sorry, it's, I'm not farting. My seat is creaking, okay? <laughs> Whoever emailed me. Uh, anyway, oftentimes you hear of people using vaping devices filled with vape juice or an e-liquid like Juul. But in Brookings County, people are using these devices with THC oil. I'm going to read that sentence again just so we can really savor the stupidity in it. But in Brookings County, people are using these devices with THC oil. This dumb journalist, so-called journalist, talked to the state attorney, and he told her that this is happening in Brookings County, and only in Brookings County, hence the crazy arrests. It's happening every... Everybody has a fucking vape pen. It's everywhere. This isn't unique to Brookings County. You're the only county that has an insane attorney general. I'm sorry. State attorney. And we haven't even heard his name yet. Isn't that interesting? He says many people believe it is a misdemeanor. However, it's prosecuted as a felony. Let's go over that sentence one more time. How many grammar nerds out there? What do you know about the passive voice? When do, when do you use the passive voice? Mistakes were made, right? Mistakes were made. We're making the object the subject. You don't say, I made a mistake. Nope. Nope, because then we know who's making the mistake. So you say mistakes were made, right? Let's read that last clause one more time. However, it's prosecuted as a felony. No, it's not prosecuted. It's typically not prosecuted as a felony. Dan fucking Nelson chooses to prosecute it as a felony. He says many people believe it is a misdemeanor. However, it's prosecuted. No, I should say, he says many people believe it is a misdemeanor, but I prosecute it as a felony. There, I fixed your fucking sentence for you. All right, now he's quoting, and we still haven't heard Dan Nelson's name yet in the story. But here's his quote. It's commonly found in a metal canister that they attach to the vaping device to, and because it's legal in Colorado, it's widely available, it's easy to get, and our young people are being found in possession of it, Brookings County State's Attorney Dan Nelson said. Nelson says methamphetamine is still the number one felony drug in the county, but THC oil is becoming a close second... What the fuck, guys? You don't have to be some dyed-in-the-wool hippie to see this shit is fucked up. Come on, again, there's less than a million of you. And who the fuck, what's with this Dan Nelson? Like, what's his angle? Why would he do this? Why would any human do that? It makes you really wonder. Like, does he genuinely believe he's doing a good thing? Is he... Working on behalf of, is he bought off by somebody? What the fuck? And, and South Dakota, I mean, there's, there's a couple ways you could fix this problem. You could do it at the state level, get rid of the stupid fucking law. In South Dakota, here's how it works. They're already Nazis on marijuana. I mean, if you get caught with a joint in South Dakota, your ass is grass along with the thing in your hand. But they even take it a step further and they classify concentrates, hash, as a separate drug that's even more extreme in how they prosecute it. In fact, if you sell a concentrate, which includes edibles, to a minor, so let's say you sell a brownie to a 17-year-old, don't recommend it, because uh, if you got busted in South Dakota, the judge would have no choice 
but to sentence you to five years in prison because that's the mandatory minimum for selling a, any amount of a concentrate to a minor. So what you do is you, I would fix these laws at a state level so you can't have crazed maniacs like Dan Nelson utilizing this law to ruin God knows how many families. Um, or you could, the people of Brookings County can, I don't know, can they vote this guy out? Is that, is he up, is his position up for a vote? I don't know. You could pressure whoever is tasked with appointing that position with removing this cocksucker, but I don't know, man. This to me is a layup human rights uh, cause. I, I just don't see how this shit can fly. And we'll see what the, the response is to this Kelloland news piece. It's going to be on their local shitty news station. Um, so we'll see if there's any kind of any kind of a result from that. But anyway, that's enough enough ranting, guys. How's your 2020? I got sidetracked here with the, that fucker again. He he texted me that shit just as I landed. <sighs> I dodged a bullet. I dodged a freaking bullet. And uh, but but that's karma for you. Tell you about my trip. Let me tell you about my trip. Karma. That's what it must have been. So I fly out of Philadelphia. I go back to Sioux Falls to see my parents, my sister, and uh, my niece and my brother-in-law and some friends and such. Fly into Sioux Falls. Trying to, anyway. Connect in O'Hare. This is Christmas Eve, or the day of Christmas Eve. Flight gets canceled. So I got to chill out and... O'Hare for 11 hours. Great. I'm looking for a place to uh, to sleep or lay down. That's one thing about airports is if you're a degenerate like me and you can, you know, sleep on a hard surface, safe and sound, like a bum, <laughs> you don't look like a bum, right? You see somebody sleeping on the floor at an airport, like, ah, he's got a long connection. Uh, I wouldn't personally do it, but you know, you're not going to, so I, fuck, I'll, I'll lay on the floor. I don't give a shit. Um, I was tired. I had to get up at four 30 in the morning. I can't get it. That's when I go to bed usually. So I'm going to lay down on the floor there. So I got to find a spot. You know, I don't want, I want to find a tucked away gate in a corner. I don't want to be laying in, in front of people. Um, anyway, I find a place. There's, there's not a lot of people there. There's a person sitting on the, those chairs you sit on in the, while you're waiting for the gate. There's about seven empty seats and another person sitting. And right in the middle of these two people was a big fat wallet just sitting there on the seat. And I saw it. I was like, God damn it. God damn it. Because you think, you know, you find a wallet that's good, right? No, it's not good because you can't take it. You can't. I can't. I can't. So I, I I go grab the wallet. I, I go to everybody. Is this yours? Anybody wallet here? No, I'm not. Is this your wallet here? And I, you know, I'm like, well, I suppose I better look at the fucking driver's license so somebody's not just like, yeah, that's mine. And it's you know, doesn't it's not even the right gender. Uh, so I, you know, I'm like, don't don't look inside the wallet though. Just look at the just look at the ID. And it was a Colorado ID. Some dude in his you know 40s, 50s. One of those guys with two first names. It was like Daniel Jeffrey. Or Jeffrey Daniel, eh, it wasn't Jeffrey Daniel. I would I would remember that because that'd be Jeff Daniels. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Point is the waltz there, and I'm like, God, I can't, fuck, because I know 
either like I'm on some hidden camera show. That was actually my first thought. I'm like, I'm on a hidden camera show. This is way too, it's just an empty wallet right here, just sitting there on a fucking chair and nobody else has grabbed it. Um, I'm gonna look like a, a, a evil bastard if I pocket a, so much as a 20 bill out of this thing. So I go walk to the gate and I'm like, don't do it. Don't look inside. Don't do it. Don't look inside. And I get to the gate. I couldn't help it. I had to look because I'm going to give it to her anyway. And I look at it and there was, there's like seven bills. I only saw three or four of them and every one of them was a hundred. It was between 300 and $900, let's say, in that wallet. And uh, so I, I go to the lady at the, the uh, American Airlines gate. Here's a wallet. I found this on the chair. Um, I don't know if you have a lost and found or you want to call the, the guy or the, the, whose uh, ID it is. And she goes, yeah, let me, thank you so much. And she takes it. She puts it, like, I don't know, by the computer, behind the gate, the desk thing, but outside the gate. And then she just goes into the tunnel, like the catwalk into the plane, and she just disappears. And the wallet's, like, still back there. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm, I'm sticking around. Because what if this... What if she's like, oh, it's my lucky day. I'm, and I'm like, here, you keep this wallet. And she's just, so I'm, I'm sticking around to make sure she either calls somebody or makes an effort to make sure this motherfucker uh, gets his wallet back uh, with his chubby gopher cheeks. And uh, no sign of her. I'm sitting there for five minutes. Um, and then behind me, I hear a, a man's voice. He's like talking to his wife or somebody. But I hear him go, "Yeah, one second, I just gotta find my wallet." And and I turned around right to him. I like pointed at his face. <laughs> he probably thought, <laughs> he probably thought for like two seconds there, what the fuck? I just because I had a weird look on my face. I was kind of shocked, right? Just to happen to hear the, the guy's voice. I'm like, "Yeah, man, I got your wallet. I got your wallet. I put it. I gave it to the the, uh, the gate lady here. But then she disappeared. She's in the plane." And he's like, "Well, that's weird." And it was kind of awkward because I'm like, what if he thinks I'm lying? Like, <laughs> so I'm, I better stick around, you know. I'm not gonna tell him, hey, I, I got your wallet, I gave it to her, and I just fucking run away. So I'm, I'm just, just standing there. He's getting a little nervous. So eventually, he like kind of walks towards the gate and is like peeking in the catwalk. And just as he's doing that, she's walking out. Um, he asks, uh, asks about the wallet. She gives him his wallet, and um, you know, and I, again, I didn't give the wallet back because I'm a good person. No, no. I was worried I was on a hidden camera show, and also, I want some karma. That's it. You know, I want some karma plus 20% is what I'm thinking. I'm, it's just, that's how karma works, right? That's how karma works. You, you go into doing a good thing, and you expect to get more than that in return, right? <laughs> and uh, so that's why I wasn't ashamed to, like, stand around just in case maybe he wants to cut me a 20 bill just for, you know, being a, an honest citizen. Um, uh, but he did not. He thanked me uh, two or three times, and I said, oh, no, no worries, whatever, have a safe travel. Merry Christmas, um, and uh, was on my way. So I'm like, I got some fucking karma coming. Uh, <laughs> uh, so then I flew into Sioux Falls. Um, fuck did I do? And then I took a, a road trip. I drove up to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and had a wonderful Wonderful night on uh, Friday the 27th, seeing some old friends uh, back together doing what it is that they love. Um, band called The Blend. They played uh, at the 311 Club up in northeast Minneapolis, and I got real nostalgic. That's where I lived between 2007 and 2010. 
and um, uh, it was haven't seen these guys in like ten years, and they had broken up, and this was just kind of a one-off uh, reunion uh, show. So you know, the bar was just full of their uh, friends, family, uh, you know, other fans or whatever, and just it was a fire hazard. It was packed, so I had to order my four. Um, you know, back in Minneapolis, you got to do the hipster thing, so I can get the PBRs. <laughs> Actually, just because they were cheap and they were tall boys, and the lawn, the lawn, the line was so long that I had to get four. You know, I got my long, skinny fingers. I could get two PBR tall boys in the hand, so I get my four tall boys go back there and didn't have to. I made two trips to the bar. That was it. Sitting there back, and uh, it was really, it was really awesome seeing them. Uh, some of those motherfuckers haven't changed a bit. Physically, I, th- I, I think we're delusional, though. I think we're just, we're aging, but uh, to, in our heads, we, we don't age. I don't know. But uh, check out The Blend, and uh, or check out Tucson Morrison, because The Blend's just one of his mini-projects. This guy fucking writes, he acts, he produces shit, I think he podcasts. Uh, Tucson Morrison. And he's got a cool name. Does, isn't that a cool name? Tucson Morrison? He's almost as, he totally does not live up to his name. I'm just shooting you. In case he's listening, I don't want to. Uh, I don't, I don't give people compliments. I have to shit on them. That, that's the only way I can show affection. Uh, but shout out to the, shout out to Tucson, Spencer, and Alex, Lyndon, and of course, Todd. <laughs> Toddly. Two of the guys are sober. I'm not going to tell you which two. It doesn't matter. It's none of your business. It's none of my business either. But they're sober. And uh, I am not. And so I was... Uh, anyway. God bless them. So I went to... Saw the, the, uh, that uh, concert. Next day, drive down to Spirit Lake, Iowa. It's a lake on the border of Iowa and Minnesota. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably already know that. <clears throat> Sorry for the voice here. I got a little bit of a thing in my throat. Oh, boy. <clears throat> I, I, I felt the cough coming on. And I, I, anyway, who gives a shit? And then I go to Spear Lake, see the family, do our Christmas thing, play a little hide-and-seek with the niece. Um, and I, when I play hide-and-seek, I play to win. All right? None of this. In this, my niece could probably be the worst hide-and-seek player I've ever played against. Um, I mean, she's not 18 months anymore. She turns three in like four months. It's time to it's time to get your hide and seek game on, right? She's she's hiding. She hides the bathroom. What she do? She sits in the bathtub with a bunch of beach towels, and instead of I don't know wrapping herself in the bath towels so I can't see ya. Here's what she does. She uses the towels as a cushion and then buries her face in her hands. In other words, she wants to be comfortable and just not see me, and then I can't see her in her head. I'm like, stop doing an impression of America. Right? Um, but uh, we'll see. She'll, she'll get better at it, I, w- I would assume. So that was that. And then I went over the next day to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and had a meal with Farmer Joe. Uh, Farmer Joe fed me buffalo, buffalo, low, 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 low. Yeah, that's what you do. Eat some fucking buffalo. 
It's delicious. Is there nothing? Is there nothing? Is there anything more South Dakota than eating buffalo with a guy named Farmer Joe while cursing the shitty laws that are surrounding us? Is there anything more? More South Dakota? Hmm? Other than slaughtering Native Americans? Is there anything more in South Dakota than that? Maybe mining for gold, going to a bike rally, shooting some meth. Anyway, I did that, and then I flow. Goddamn flower. I'm turning into a cat, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. So then I fly back to the Philadelphia. A few days later, I just a little, little, little vacay. I, I'm thinking my karma's gonna, gonna get me. It's gonna come back. I'm gonna get a voucher. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't know, win a lottery. I don't know. This, this karma shit's coming though. I get through the security, which I explained to you already. But remember, at this point, I have no idea. I'm not thanking the karma gods, because I just think I just avoided a stupid little misdemeanor, right? So I don't, I'm still expecting a little bit more payoff here on this karma thing. I got to pause it because uh, this sound level is making me nervous. I hope I don't sound worse than usual. One second. All right, how are the sounds? The sound levels are going to be good enough. Okay. So anyway, I fly back. Karma is in my head. Everything's going great. Go through security Sioux Falls, tiny airport. Might as well be a bus stop. Again, connect in Chicago O'Hare. It's a big airport. So it was a, it was a trek to get from gate to gate, and I had like 30 minutes. Got there just as the gate was about to close. Perfect. Didn't have to waste a single second in that giant money trap. And um, trying to find my seat. I'm in 26C. 26C. This time I'm, flight, I'm flying United. Uh, flying United back. Not that it matters. Um, but I will, I will say this, though. The United plane was noticeably better than the American Airlines. The, the crew was also, they got their shit together. I think United is the, are they the, are they the same guys that drew, uh, dragged that guy off the, uh, the plane when he refused? Or was that Delta? United? It was probably United. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to plug them. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I, I find my seat 26C. And... The plane's almost full, not quite, and there's a lady sitting next to the window. Uh, total Karen. Total Karen, you know what I mean, with the, the haircut. And little girl, her daughter, is sitting in the aisle seat, which is my seat. And um, I said, oh, so I'm, I'm in 26C, mind, mind if I sit there? And this little girl looks up to me, and she looks like death. At first I thought she was like giving me the evil eye, and she kind of was. But what it really was, was she was sick. Like, she looked like she had myxomatosis on a rabbit. You know, when a rabbit has myxomatosis. Shout out to the vets who get that reference. Um, but she was not having it. She's like slowly turned around looking at me. And, like, and then her mom's like, oh, come sit by me. I know it's, it's hard. I sat down. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And her mom tells her. Here you go. If if you need to puke again, or not puke. What was the word? If it comes up again, remember here's the bag. She gives her the you know the, the puke bag. I'm like, no, no, this this is not happening. Because if this little girl is gonna vomit 
obviously the mother would, you know, switch seats with her, right? I don't know. You have a kid or a dog or something, you know, that's, let's say you're sitting in the window seat and you're with somebody. That doesn't matter how old they are, really. It could be a drunk old guy or lady, but they start puking and you have to give them a bag. Um, and there's a, a stranger sitting to the next seat. Um, maybe you switch seats, you know, maybe give the sick girl, a, you know, the window seat. You know, vomit works, right? If you see somebody vomit, you smell vomit, you, you start to vomit. This this little girl is... So we're sitting there, and it turns out the flight's going to be a little, little bit delayed because the crew who's from another flight had their flight delayed by like 20 minutes. So we're, we're going to wait for them. So I'm like, great. My karma is not coming. I thought I was just going to hop on the flight right away. No, it's going to be delayed a little bit, and I'm stuck next to... The fucking poltergeist. Um, I'm sorry, that was the wrong reference. Uh, I was stuck next to the, you know, the little girl in the bed, <laughs> masturbating with the crucifix. That's what I'm. That's what I'm in store for. I, I know it. And hopefully, there's a, empty seats that I could go to. But alas, I knew there was not because they were offering vouchers for people to not take this flight because they had overbooked the flight. So I'm like, there's no way. But even so, I'm like holding out hope. And the mother, like, I get it. You know, you travel with a sick kid. It's, a, it's, it's hectic and it's stressful. I totally get it. But she's like <laughs> passive aggressively trying to get me to get the fuck out of there. Like, I don't want to get the fuck out of there. Like, I want to stay sitting there. It's like... Because the crew came by and said, like, yeah, we have a full flight, you know, and the, and the bins are still up, so I can't go take somebody's seat yet. I have to sit there and wait to confirm for the gate to close that we know there's empty seats, right? In the meantime, maybe switch seats with your, with your daughter. I don't know. And then, it, and then it happens. She starts puking. And, you know, it wasn't the, you know, because it was like a little girl. She's probably seven. I don't know. But, it, but in a way, that made it even worse. Just a little, like a little, just fucking weird. Then you, and she's sitting, she's literally touching me. Like, you're close enough. I'm flying coach. This is basic economy. I'm 6'4", 220 pounds. Like, there's, I'm in the aisle, and I'm kind of leaning away. I'm just like, stay in the zone. Just don't make eye, don't look over there. Keep looking to the right. Breathe out of your mouth. <laughs> And her mother, oh, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. She stops puking. She fucking wraps the baggie up. And she goes to the flight attendant. Can I get another baggie, please? I'm like, good God. Then I start to smell it. Oh my. And meanwhile, her father, it turns out, is sitting directly to my right across the aisle. <laughs> He's going, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I'm like, um, this is absurd. Why the fuck aren't you switching seats with me? Why is it this poor sick girl sitting between her parents? She obviously is probably making, I'm probably making her sick, if anything. She's probably looking forward to having that whole seat to herself and some weirdo sitting next to her looking like he's from Turkey and she's just puking on account of me not being one of those, you know, little tiny you know I look you know I got my beard was in I probably look like a fucking terrorist to you know that snow bunny but anyway I 
I just, I finally, finally she, she stops puking and she starts kind of crying. <laughs> I'm hot, I'm hot, she says. I'm like, okay, that's my in. She's hot. I, I look to the mother, I go, um, maybe she would prefer a window seat instead. <laughs> you know, maybe she's hot, maybe it's a little cooler. Maybe also, catch my hint, get the puking sick girl away from the stranger. I know it's hard to be considerate when you travel with sick children. I get it. It's hard to be considerate, but maybe try. Maybe try. This fucking Karen made it seem like I like I was inconveniencing them. Because they were looking forward to having that seat to themselves. And I had to sit in the seat that was assigned to me. And I'm sorry it's a full plane. You think I want to sit there? So she kept passive-aggressively saying, oh, there's some empty seats. There's some empty seats. And just to humor her, I asked the flight attendant again, can I go sit back there? Are we full? Is the gate closed? I'm like, no, we got a full flight. We got to sit where we're sitting. And her dumb dad, no, I shouldn't say that. His, her, the dad was cool. He was apologetic, but he kept looking at me going, sorry, man. And then I turned to him and go, can we switch seats? And he goes, uh, um, uh, uh, sure. Uh, oh, no. Um, and then he looks over at the wife and she looks at him and they go, I'm sorry, but we can't. I'm like, why? And they had another daughter that was sitting on the other window seat. And so there was an empty seat in the middle between the father and that daughter. And what they're worried about is if I sat where the father was, some other stranger would sit in the middle seat and I don't know, finger fuck their daughter while they're three feet away. I don't know what the fuck they were afraid of. They couldn't have two strangers sitting outside of, of the girl, which, okay, I, I'll, I'll, I'll respect that. I'll respect that because it's actually not insulting to me. It's, it's, they, they don't know who's going to sit down next to their daughter. And, okay, great. But here's where it got me. Here was his idea. Oh, maybe we could switch seats with the grandma. Five rows up, the grandmother was sitting there. This whole fucking time, they're making a stink for me to get the fuck out of my seat and leave them be, which I can't do again because the plane is full. The only way I can switch seats or get out of that seat is if I can switch with another human on the plane so they can, you know what I mean? This whole time they had another family member that they could have switched seats with this whole fucking time. So this guy leads me up to tell this woman, I assume it's the lady's mother, this, you know those fancy feast cats? Great taste is easy to recognize. This lady is like the human embodiment of a fancy feast cat with their fur and their fuzzy, luxurious, just that, that cunty look on their face, like, why don't you feed me? That type, you know, she has her big fake fur coat on with her, Big white, just, just imagine a human feline feast, fancy feast cat. All right, and she doesn't. She's not having. Well, that's the matter. Well, Alice is is having. She's having a little sickness again. Well, is that good for me? <laughs> oh my God! How fucking inconsiderate. It's times like that. I'm glad I'm white, because if I was not white. That type of shit would make me racist against white people. I'm sorry. I said it. I'm sorry. I said it. Now, you could replace it with any other ethnicity. Maybe, maybe if it was a Samoan family, I would have ill feelings towards, you know, those Samoans are really inconsiderate, self-centered pricks. Or, you know, but I'm just saying, like, that shit just... Ah, and again, I get it. It's hard to be considerate. It's hard to be considerate when you're traveling with a sick kid. I get it. I just don't think you should be having your child puking next to a six foot four, 220 guy in coach. So I'm like, this karma shit has really, really backfired. But then what happens?
Then what happens? I sit down where that old lady was sitting, and the flight finally gets up in the air. The edibles kicking in. Maybe I sneak a puff off the old vape pen. Homeboy stewardess comes by. Is a guy a stewardess? What is he? A steward? The steward comes by. You want something to drink? I said yes. A gin and tonic. No. A double gin and tonic. And he brought me back a double gin and tonic. And when I tell you it was delicious, it was the most delicious alcoholic drink I've ever tasted in my life. I could I could control the 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 ratio of Bombay Sapphire gin with whatever fucking ginger shit it was. And and there's nothing better to take that nausea away than Eddie's kicking in. Ooh. Brilliant, brilliant alcoholic drink. But here's the kicker. Guy reaches in his pocket with his little doodad to run my card. He says, oh, shit, I forgot my card. I'll be back. I said, no problem, man. And then I just continued to drink and sink into sweet, sweet serenity. And guess what? That motherfucker never came back to charge me for the most delicious double gin and tonic I've ever tasted in my life. And you may say, well, Matt, you gave up $800, but it was still worth it. That gin and tonic was worth $805 exactly, given the shit I just went through, given everything, and got home, got my bag, it's a 10-minute Uber ride into Philadelphia, went to bed, and woke up. Karma is real, people. It exists. Is this, is, is this what we learn in the 2020s, that karma exists? I sure hope so. And with that, I will bid you adieu. Let's welcome this new decade in with some, some fervent, cynical optimism. Huh? Who's with me? Fervent, cynical optimism. All right, guys. You guys have a wonderful week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye.